Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Crossover Commerce. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is my corner of the internet where I bring the best and brightest in the Amazon and e-commerce space. What does that mean for you? Well, if you're a new listener, that means that you're going to get an action-packed episode of tips, uh, tricks, and insights from the best minds in the Amazon and e-commerce space, ones that you can apply to uh, your sourcing logistics business, uh, side of business, your marketing and advertising, product selection, uh, to global growth, to um, localization, to cross-border payments, to even building out your advertising campaigns or direct-to-consumer or just growing your brand um, philosophically. Or we, We've gone a lot of different ways on this podcast, but there's always lots of great information packed with it uh, that way you can apply to your your business and that's why we develop crossover commerce so if you're watching this for the first time you're catching us on facebook linkedin youtube or twitter we appreciate you tuning in live and what live means is it's in fact going on right now it is noon eastern uh here in the united states i believe it's on april 21st thursday april 21st episode 236 i think we, we were talking about 239 i'm already losing track of my episode number so 239 uh, where we've had many guests come on live, chat with people who are tuning in on those channels. If you have a question, again, the, the trick is to go in the comment section on YouTube or LinkedIn or Facebook, put your question below, or just let us know you're listening. That's always nice, too. We like to know where people are tuning in, what questions you have, or just you know, a pleasantry is nice as well. So thanks for doing that ahead of time. If you listen to this on your favorite podcast nations, again, those are the Apple podcasts, the the Google podcasts of the world, the Stitchers, uh, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, we're also there too. Make sure you subscribe to those, write a nice review, or let us know what you think. Honestly, truthful reviews are also helpful for us if you want to hear from a certain uh, guest or a topic, or um, just let uh, let them know that the guest is amazing at what he does. So that's always nice to hear too. So make sure you do that on your favorite podcast destinations, or you can, of course, go to our presenting sponsor usa.pingpongx.com forward slash podcasts website that's where all the past episodes both video audio transcripts key takeaways and resources that we talked about in every single episode those are where all of them live make sure you check those out as well if you happen to miss a, an episode but we know you aren't we know you're an avid listener if you're catching us again so without further ado enough about me about our guest um i as everyone knows i love having um i consider everyone who gets through a podcast with me a friend of the show friends of my show are people that um honestly uh, they don't leave or press the leave button on me, which is always nice, but they they come on and say yes, and they want to provide value multiple times. It's very tricky, as you can maybe imagine, all the great minds in the space to get people back on, but there's always a select feed that I always need to get back on, whether it be a year or 15 months, whatever that might be, however long ago, they always are dropping great knowledge bombs on their own channels, so I need to get them on mine to share their insights as well. So when I when I post questions to people and I say, what do you want to talk about? Like, I, I, I know you're posting about so much. Like, what do you want to call the episode? Well, this one is probably up there for tops of not clickbaity, but ones that we're going to really leave a dangler until we get to the, the meat of it. The one Amazon advertising number no one talks about, but should dot dot dot. All right. That means you know what that means. It means we're going to be learning about the things that you should be paying attention to in Amazon PPC. And of course, uh, the person who's coming on is a friend of the show, the one, the only Elizabeth Green of Jungler. Elizabeth, welcome to Crossover Commerce. Back since episode, I think I was saying 54. Gosh, it's been multiple hundreds of episodes since you Something like that. 
Yeah, we were working before we got on live and I'm like, I can't, it seems like just yesterday that you hit a hundred and now you're more than double that. It's absolutely crazy. And kudos to you. Cause it's not, it's not easy to keep up momentum like that. And it's really obvious, you know, if I was on sort of the beginning and obviously not the were, early, early. I color yourself but, in the beginning. You're the first half, like yeah. first half is first, like the beginning. First half. That's right. First half. So, I'm going to give a, a shout out to the person who I, I look up to the most, uh, probably in the space that, that has done so many different great episodes and done probably the longest in the e-commerce space is uh, Danny McMillan. And I, I was messaging him the other day and I said, man, you're at 600. And he has like Sharon Evan, uh, he has Isabella mm -hmm. um, on there too. And they, they, they have their own day as well. But he did, they're at like 600 right now. And I said, well, I just had a simple yeah. question. I go, when did you feel like that it wasn't, when it wasn't like not enough anymore, he goes, Yeah, you'll hit it or feel like it when he hit 300 or something like that. And I go, Okay, <laughs> so I have to get to 300 and like so on and so forth. And then, then it starts though. to trickle and it starts to snowball there. So, um, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, he did like something 60 something straight days, uh, on weekends and things like that. I keep mine at least to, to business days. So, uh, he has that on me, but hey, um, it's about you. We're not going to talk about other people. Um, Danny's a friend of the show too. So I just want to say there's other people who are doing it way more than I am. So I just want to be a consistent voice in the space to help people learn and grow. But what have you been up to since we last uh, chatted and you were on? A lot, a lot, a lot of things. Um, a lot of the same old, same old, just still in accounts, still learning stuff, still testing things, which is fun. Um, I hope I never fully get away from that. Um, looking at all the new stuff coming, I mean, gosh, as it was a year ago, there's a there's a lot that's happened in advertising um, over the year. I don't even know if I would be able to tell you every single thing because there's been so much. Um, yeah, going on. Yeah, there's uh, there's news. There's uh, new features. I feel like you're coming out with all these different, or you show the different features and functionalities mm -hmm. that Amazon's happened. I'm pretty sure like every organic placement has like disappeared since you've last talked on too. So it's all paid. Yeah. <laughs> there's that, and that's definitely going to play into what we're talking about today for sure. No, of course. And then, uh, what about the company? You guys have been what uh, still growing? You and your husband, or are you guys yeah more people or? Yeah, definitely um, still growing. We have nine team members now, nice. um, which just used to be a couple of us. Um, so that's been really fun growing the team, getting people on who are honestly better than me. <laughs> if I'm being perfectly frank, I have some really awesome account managers that like have taken some accounts and grown them. Like one of my team members, uh, we were going over monthly numbers and like what's going on in accounts. Cause I'm still kind of like over everything at this point, um, seeing what everyone's doing, making sure, you know, juggling all the plates. Um, and he, he had decreased a cost in tacos and grown sales. And I was like, dude, what did you do? That's an impossible feat. Tell me, tell me all the strategies. So that's amazing. That's been, that's been really cool just to grow the team out and like combine, you know, make a huge conglomerate jungler brain. Well, that's awesome. I mean, like, uh, anytime that you can be your own entrepreneur, I think like if you're responsible for yourself, but when you take that next level into having employees, um, people that, you know, report to you or you're mm -hmm. responsible for, I think that changes a mindset for a business. I, I feel like a lot of people would go through that. Is that, did you feel that moment or is it still kind of surreal that there's people that are working for you and the brand and the company? It has been real. I mean, I'm feeling, 
growing more as a person, I think, and learning learning all the the how I'm motivated and very clean to be able to be more strategic on things, uh, mostly because I've juggled and so genius brain time really go through stuff so it's been fun figuring out like how I want to do things how um I can find good people how to you know kind of motivate people everyone really excited about what we're doing that's amazing well Elizabeth just a little bit I'm not sure if it's your side you're a little pixely so we, we, we're it. breaking up a little bit there <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I just want to make sure you can hear me okay, but your your answer was coming. Yeah, no, you're good. Quickly. Okay, good. All right, uh, I don't know if it's the the format or whatever it is, but we're going to press on a little bit. Um, so that's awesome. Congrats on the success, the growth. Um, I, I'm curious from, since you guys are strictly PPC focused, is this time of year, is this really a busy time of year? I would feel like it's it's very seasonal with, hey, like you guys are probably prepping for what? Prime day, a lot of things coming up for summer is there a seasonality to PPC? Like, is that a thing? I, I, I just personally want to know because I don't have my hands in the weeds every, every day like you do. Yeah. What, what's like the seasonality if there is or not? Um, so I would say for general accounts, um, before is going to be your prime day, uh, you're like black Friday. Those are the ones that typically like apply to most accounts. Um, but all accounts are going to have, have so you have to yeah so there's some things in those accounts um there's other accounts we have that have like almost like their entire q4 is on mother's day and so those accounts definitely have seasonality and we're in the weeds with that i just had a call with a client this morning i'm like all right so what's our strategy what are we doing for this um like really really digging down and gearing up for that so there, there's definitely seasonality involved. Um, I would say how much and how much it affects the account. It does depend on kind of like the category though. Gotcha. You're going to have to tell me what some of those things are because I just forgot that Mother's Day is coming up. So we're all <laughs> going to be shopping soon. This is a reminder to all you people. Make sure you go to Elizabeth's listings and buy all the products that they're promoting <laughs> and click on the ads itself or the organics. I don't know which one you would rather prefer. Whatever it makes you guys. Probably like organic, so. honestly. <laughs> That's my goal organic, to rank though. <laughs> if you can find the organic listing, you yes. need to find it. So um, not, not promoting any bad terms, but you'll have to. <laughs> I'm curious what products those are. There's so many crazy things like... Um, how they overlay it, it, it's so it's so crazy to think of all these seasonal products i mean my wife's my wife and i's anniversary is coming up too but when i look at every title and i look at um every ad and whatnot there's so much that are they're attacking out they're they're attacking anniversary they're attacking uh, mother's day they're attacking like just summer spring whatever like i do a lot of testing myself just to kind of see mm -hmm. what's consistent across the board and what brands exist out there on amazon but it's funny how they all overlap and they try to attack this broad stroke i'm not sure if this goes into our our topic today but i'm, I'm really curious last time we had you on you talked about flat files which was mm -hmm. one of our most watched episodes here on you uh on youtube oh, cool. so um 
lots of great content that you dropped there still today ranking very well on uh on on youtube for us um i'm curious the 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 cliffhanger is still killing me and i'm we're 12 minutes in we haven't really talked about it yet the <laughs> one advertising number no one talks about but should i i get confused sometimes by all the acronyms people throw around you know tacos um you know advertising costs um all, all the fun stuff that that might confuse someone starting off is this something mm -hmm. that for beginners or intermediate or expert sellers what are we going to be really focused on with this one thing is this um i would say it it would be important to track it as a beginner it's okay. not a number that should be confusing i'll explain it today and go over like why it's important um most people when they start out they're looking at a cost in the beginning when they first dive into amazon advertising like all right there's this number called a cost and i need to figure out this for my ads if you get a little more savvy and i think even in the beginning um you can start tracking something called total a cost and people you'll hear it as tacos, tacos. tacos that's my favorite tacos i mean how can you not love tacos that's true. um but that number tells you how your ads relate to your entire account so a cost is going to be strictly looking at ads in isolation like all right blinders on like this is how my ads are doing which is fine um if you realize if you look at it in the right context so i'm all about like context and looking at things holistically and how do these numbers play into things and what do they mean um trying to simplify that clarify it for people um so a cost if you're not aware is ad spend divided by ad sales it's basically like all right so out of everything i spent on my ads like how much or out of everything i sold through my ads what like piece of that had to be spent to generate those sales basically sure. um so if you're looking at tacos that's ad spend divided by total sales which if you followed my first kind of explanation it's all right so i have all of these sales that are like my entire account this is organic and like ads combined and then i look at what i spent on the ads and say okay out of everything I, um what like piece of that revenue had to go towards the ads to generate them um, and so this number is going to be giving, again, I said a more holistic view. So it's it's not only looking at strictly um, just the ads with blinders on because um, what we're seeing now is more and more competition. It's harder and harder to get like low A cost numbers. So when it comes to that scenario, either you can put blinders on and like hyper focus on continuously getting low A cost, which in some niches is next to impossible if we're being honest um right. so if you zoom out and you look at total a cost numbers it's still possible for an entire account to be very profitable um regardless of what your a cost is doing so if you look at a cost say okay so my ads are doing this but like overall like i'm, I'm doing well i'm profitable um then you're probably fine but there's one more number that can add even like more context to this which is the number we're talking about i call it ad ad sales percentage um, you've heard of it as like maybe the ratio of your ad sales to your organic sales. Um, I'm going to throw it out there and give it a name as ad sale percentage. Um, but basically what you do is you look at your ad sales. So you're going into the ad account. You're not looking at spend at this point. You're looking at sales and you take that number and you divide it by the total sales in your account. That's going to give you a, a decimal, which you can convert to a percentage. So basically you can say what percent of my total sales in my entire account is attributed to my ads. So what you're gonna find with this number, so it's possible to have a really good ACOS and a really good tacos and still have like a very heavy reliance on the ads. Um, and so all of these numbers like ACOS, tacos, ad sale percentage, 
they just tell you like how the account is doing. It doesn't give you context and like, okay, I need to fix this. This is broken. Like that goes into more like deeper level analysis. But these are like three numbers. If you kind of track them and watch trends, then you it helps you better answer the, the question like how healthy is my account overall um, factoring in ads. So what's like, um, that's really cool. I like, I like that, that context of the percentage. So does this like, so walk me through if I'm, what's like an example for someone who has, who doesn't look at these every single day, uh, can you provide maybe like a, a good and a bad scenario? So if I pull up and I'm listening to this, uh, as a seller and I'm going to say, okay, how do I either configure it or how do I, where do I find it? How do I calculate it? What's a good mm -hmm. and what's bad? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. Um, so as far as calculating, like I said, you'll want to go into your advertising console um, and you'll just select whatever date ranges. I would not select like up to today's date. You probably want to at least backdate it a couple days. So you'll find that gives you a little bit more accurate data. Sure. Um, and then you'll pull whatever that number is for your ad sales. And then you'll go into the business reports, pull. You just want to make sure you're comparing apples to apples, so like exact same date ranges. Um, and then you'll you'll pull out those numbers for the same date range, calculate, and then just just see what the percentage is. It'll, it's a good it's a good practice just to go and look and see what you've been doing. And you can have fun with it. Like go look at like last month versus this month. Like those kind of analysis are always great if you look at trends. Um, but like I said before, what this number tells you is how reliant your overall account is to ads. Now the tricky part is is the numbers that we used to throw out as like you never want to go past this or else like your account's not healthy. It was 70% uh, coming from your um, organic and then 30% coming from the ads. Because Amazon has gotten so competitive, but mostly because like the top, they call it the top of the fold, which is basically like if you're on desktop, you have to scroll. So anything that's like above the scroll mm -hmm. um, for your um mobile as well um anything that's kind of above the scroll they call it above the fold it's like a traditional marketing or, or advertising change it up above the scroll yeah. i like it yeah above the scroll um but because that placement has less and less organic spots so it used to be like you would have probably three spots at the top that would be organic and you might have two ads and like some stuff below it hmm. now like there's some search pages i don't even know if they're is any organic spot i did it the other day for seven spots that you see a product they're all, all sponsored i think it's below seven is when you get the first organic and that's yeah. still hard and that's category dependent for sure yeah it's definitely yeah it's definitely category dependent um so because there's just less and less spots to get organic like right at the top you're just naturally going to see more and more of the sales on those search pages coming from ads because people are kind of conditioned oh that that's what i want they're going to click around at the top um it's a or lot of people i was gonna say or the other thing is like no one's even paying attention to this is a paid ad anymore i always yeah. jokingly tell my wife i said oh look you pay you clicked on a paid ad and she goes I, I don't know where there isn't one anymore, right? Yeah. She like snips at me and I go, I mean, you're right. Like there isn't not yeah. anywhere else. I was like, you're costing people money. Like, how dare you? Three, mm -hmm. I say three cents, but everyone knows it's like probably 50 or a dollar, three dollars. At least, I was yes. like, you cost somebody some money somewhere. <laughs> I jokingly yeah. said that. Anyways, sorry. Yeah, no, I, you're, I mean, you're definitely right. There's more and it, it, 
the shoppers are becoming so and so conditioned to have like, you know, brands and then like the video and it's just, it's all over the place. So they're just like, oh, it's all the search page, not recognizing. I mean, the only indication that it's a sponsored placement is like a little gray sponsor. And like that wording or that lettering is so small, especially on mobile, it's virtually undetectable. Um, so like I said before, we used to say like, oh no, 70, 30, like that's as far as you wanted to get. Now we're seeing that sway more and more probably to a 60, 40, but honestly, it depends on how competitive your space is because with all this competition coming in, oftentimes for you to maintain your ranking on specific keywords, you might have to maintain a really heavy ad presence on that search. And True. a lot of times we'll find that if we decrease the ads because we're wanting to just like, you know, generate all the sales off our organic, all of a sudden our placement slips and we're losing the organic as well. So we just naturally have to continue to push that. And that's the name of the game, but that means that we're still going to start to generate a lot of our sales through the ads. And so our, you know, our ratios are going to go up. So you'll see even in hyper competitive categories, you you'll still have those accounts that are very healthy and they're getting that 70, 30 split. Um, however, you will see categories now that are up to like say 50, 50 split. Um, and as long as, you know, you like you're still generating profits from the account, like that's what it always comes back to is profits. So if we decrease our ads, your organic slips and total sales go down, um, the end, you know, end resulting profits or what you're getting in the bank at the end of the day may actually decrease, even though like a lot of other numbers look healthy. So you still should be tracking like total sales, how everything's working. Like, how are my sales numbers? Like, that's a really, really important thing. That's why we get access to business reports because we want to be able to go in and check that ourselves. Like, okay, so we made these aggressive changes on the ads. Like, how is that reacting in the total account? It makes a lot of sense. I mean, th that's why it's so crazy to think like, uh, I look at this uh, as a business context and uh, what people look at was uh, considering a brand is quote unquote profitable and to put a number on it, I think is very, is very difficult because I don't know when you look at it individually, if I'm an aggregator or someone who's looking at a business model and saying, Hey, what's the value of your business? Well, if they see 50, if you see 50 of 50, a lot of people are like, oh, that's they're heavily dependent. Like they clearly don't know how to rank their product or, um, you know, how to enhance their imagery or whatever that is. Um, but, you know, you have to dig deeper and you're like, oh, this is actually a really competitive category. A lot of people, the only placements at the top of the page, like you said, first seven, 10, whatever it is, it could be all it could be all ads. And, and that's if people are finding on new business and they're winning new business, that's actually a completely different new story than if you just look at the split which is really difficult. So how do you, how do you break it down of dependency? Do you look at it as like cost of acquisition? It is one of those numbers. Is it the ad sales percentage or what, what, what are the ones that are actually telling the numbers that are pointing to the real truth of this is a successful brand versus like, Oh, these people are mm -hmm. like, they have no idea what they're doing and they're just pumping money. And that's, it's only supported on this one leg of three. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, that analysis would probably be a little bit deeper than like these numbers look good, I think. Um, so I would be coming at it like I, I evaluate brands all the time. Like before we onboard someone, like I'm doing an audit. I don't care how great you tell me your brand is, like unless sure. I dig in there and like find Has something. anyone ever come to you and go, we suck. <laughs> we're, we're really bad at what we do. You need to help us. Like, has anyone like been truthful and like we just... There's a lot of brands that come to me like when I... There's a couple people I find, especially when they're the ones managing it themselves... Um, I've had a lot of people say like, my stuff is a mess. And honestly, I'll go in there. I'm like, dude, I've seen worse. I've seen much worse. Like, 
It's the best compliment me. I think any entrepreneur can can get. It's like I've seen worse. Like yeah, that's not no, the worst I've, thing you can I've seen. Right? I've seen some crazy doozies in in you know my my stint of looking at accounts, which has been a while now. Um, so I think it has to go back to a lot more of like, are you ranking on certain keywords? I guess the thing that would that would worry me is if you had a very heavy ad presence and you had absolutely no visibility organically, that would be or like no keyword rankings outside yeah. of what you can generate from ads. That would be worrisome. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess I, I would say that would be the main thing. So the thing that I find the most helpful in looking at these three numbers together is ACOS and TACOS and then looking at them in relation to the ad sale percentage is what I find oftentimes, I mean, TACOS and ACOS definitely tell you profitability on certain numbers. Like TACOS will tell you overall account profitability in relation to ads and ACOS will tell you overall, you know, account profitability isolation of just the ads. Mm -hmm. um, and you'll hear it all the time, like, I need to decrease ACOS and I need to decrease tacos. Um, and that may often be a factor because if you're dealing with low profitability, then yes, you probably should make sure that your account is profitable. Um, however, one thing is if you are um, significantly or you, you're very reliant on the ads to generate total sales in your account, what I found is that if you go after things aggressively, because typically speaking, like the way, the, the quickest way the quickest way to decrease tacos or ACOS is to limit your ad spend because it's ad spend divided by ad sales. So in an ideal world, if I can like cut my ad spend in half, like I would cut my ACOS in half. Uh, the, the, the balancing act on that is that if you cut ad spend, oftentimes you can cut ad sales as well. And if it's a division problem and you reduce both sides of the division, like it ends up at the same number. So people who are not really like going in there and being very strategic with it and right. just like cutting everything across the board can end up like, I just cut myself in half and I'm getting the same ACOS. So I have the same profitability, but less like at the end of the day, it's, it, the numbers don't work out. Um, so what can happen if you're looking at it like, and so we're thinking of like, okay, so total sales in the account and like we have 50 or like, I mean, in, in some accounts I've seen like 60, 70% is coming from the ads so if I'm so relying on ads and I really go through and I decrease what I'm doing in the ads, I'm affecting 70% of the total sales in my account. Um, and so for those accounts, those are honestly the most difficult is when you have high ACOS, high tacos, and a high reliant on ads because we need to fix what's going on in the ads. But honestly, the best fix for that is getting more organic more visibility ads, yeah. you're because organic. you're trying to push organic. But that's a very even for me, and I know what I'm doing, and I know how to be strategic with it, and I know how to go in and dissect an account very well, it's still a tightrope. It's still a very incremental tightrope to walk, and one that I feel like we're getting more and more comfortable as we're seeing more and more of these scenarios. It's just... So I've been having to have a lot of very frank discussions with brand owners because I'll have some come in that say like my ACOS is high, my tacos is high, we need to fix this. And I'll go into the account and say, if we go hyper aggressive on reducing what we're doing with ads, I don't see this playing out good long term for your brand. I mean, go you can go find someone else and they'll say, oh, I'll decrease ACOS and I'll like fix all these bleeding keywords. And But 
if you're not really able to influence and get better organic visibility, you're just reducing your visibility on the platform overall. And like long term, that doesn't play out well for your brand. So that's why I think it, it's really, really important to track this number because it just makes you aware of the struggles and things that you have to navigate in your account versus just saying like, oh, a cost and tacos is high and decreasing it. And like, oh my gosh, my total sales went down by like 50%. What's going on? And, you know, then you freak out and you push ads and it ends up being this anything you ping pong and do like very massive swings suddenly tends to not work out so well long term. Well, in, in in the ratios are this is why I feel like PPC people are the most underpaid in the industry. And I'm gonna give you a little prop here because of the 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 kind of example that you had just laid out. It's a mad scientist role of constantly tweaking and adjusting and fine-tuning. It's almost like a mechanics role of hey, I can put your car back together, but like every little car is different, everything will you have to tweak to make sure it runs optimally. And that changes because if you hit a bump of the road, like it throws the whole system off and you have to constantly change and know what that is. And that's why, like, I think people should pay everyone in the agencies, like at least double what they're getting, what you guys are probably charging. So this is my testimonial out there. Everyone should be paying Elizabeth and Jungler and everyone in the PPC space more because it's so crazy. Um, I, I think I was uh, another kind of route I wanted to take with this is ratios you have to make sure your ratios also make sense too, because just it's not just a money problem like you had mentioned. It's mm -hmm. uh, you can have all the money in the world, but if you're if you're scaling a business, I think Mina Elias when I heard him talk about PPC in this context, it made me really open up. Of if I spend ten thousand dollars on ad spend, and I get a hundred thousand dollars in in sales, like th mm -hmm. there's your ratio. Like I'm spending ten thousand to get a hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. If I put then theoretically what a hundred thousand dollars in ad sales in i should in theory you know exceed a million what, what is that I, I forget the ratio is i've already told myself a million dollars <laughs> and uh a million dollars in sales but if that ratio is the same like throughout you you should be getting more sales per percentage of sales instead of hey they should be the same ratio depending on how much money you put in does that make sense like when you put yeah. in same amount you should in theory also um see that ratio grow with it or even surpass it do you have that conversation all the time with people of like even it might be that level people are like well i should see myself grow but the ratio is still the same you're not seeing actual growth you're seeing because you're putting more money into it you're getting more sales out of it but there's no actual growth happening does that make sense yeah yeah i do see that scenario so like the nuance and I think why it gets so like the ability to be very strategic is important is the fact that we're not just like dump. It's, it's not like, say, Facebook ads. We have an audience that you can just like dump more money in and the audience just scales and like everything's good. At the, at the base level, what's happening is we're bidding on keywords and those keywords have specific search volume. Um, so like I, I, all marketing, like all advertising, um, definitely relies on market, but especially Amazon advertising, because we don't actually generate market. Like there's other more like um, visual platforms where you can kind of say, okay, I want these general people. And I'm just, as long as I can find those people and I can just pay for more of them, like I can continuously like grow whatever market I'm getting into. Um, with Amazon, it's definitely, it's all keyword based and it's keyword searches. 
um, if we're talking on platform. And so as many people are typing in those keywords, that's the market cap. And you, it doesn't matter how many, how much you bid on a specific keyword. If there's no more market on that keyword, like there's no more market on that keyword. You literally can't spend it. Like there's certain keywords you could throw, like try and throw hundreds of dollars at a specific keyword, thousands. And if there's only like 300 people searching them a month, there's only 300 people searching them a month. So right. it definitely comes down to like picking good keywords. And, you know, there, there are ways to definitely scale Amazon advertising. Like you definitely can scale things, but it depends on the product and how in the market and like how much you can scale specific things. And then, then it goes back to really honestly, if you're trying to grow an account on Amazon, if you're trying to grow a brand, it is about getting additional products products and launching additional products to grow. I have a question and this is kind of, I'm, I'm in a very uh, theoretical headspace today. <laughs> I love theoretical. <laughs> because keyword uh, is relevance and it's always in the eye of the beholder. Would it ever be beneficial or would it be detrimental if there was a survey or one question of did, after you search for this product, did you receive relevant products? To, is this product relevant to your search? I would say product mm -hmm. or products, because it can get kind of crazy. Um, you don't want to like use this as a black hat thing down the road, but is this search or are these products relevant to what you're trying to look for? And, and it, like whether it's at checkout or you know how you check out or like did you find everything you were looking for today mm -hmm. blah, blah 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 if amazon ever announced something like that would that enhance or would that be more detrimental to ppc people like yourself like it would be like a feedback loop of like oh this was not helpful so amazon's like well maybe that product doesn't match the keyword that at the beginning of their search towards the end of their search, maybe they don't actually line up. So that's kind of a, it's on the audience member. Is that, yeah. is that something that would ever happen or do you think would ever happen? So they're definitely doing relevancy calculations on the back end, I'm sure. And you can infer cert certain things, like for instance, like fre frequently bought togethers are very interesting sure. to dig into. Um, so the ways that we can infer relevancy, one of my favorite ways to infer relevancy is, is very manual, but like if I'm, if I need to do very deep keyword analysis, I'll go and search. I still go on search pages, like incognito window, try and be as clean as possible. I'll search up because ideally like Amazon is very interested in giving their customers a good quality experience. If you're searching for something they want you to be able to find it. Like they're not interested in like burying what you're looking for on page five. Um, so what you'll find is most times things that have very good conversions, they have very good interactions with shoppers. People like them, people click them, people buy them. Those ones will rank better on the search page. And so what I'll do is I'll just search it and I'll see what comes up on those search pages, primarily looking at the organic placements and just sort of infer through that what shoppers are looking for when they type in this keyword. So there's ways to kind of look into that. Um, I, I mean, I would love, I would love is that, to get is that, that based data. on, yeah, no, that that's great insight. And obviously manual is that, how's that based on like, I, from my marketing brain, I'm always used to last click attribution. How would yeah. Amazon attribute keyword to, to purchase? Is it based upon whatever's being searched for? They get down to that product and that's when, whenever click to cart was, whatever was last search, is that the relevancy keyword or what, how do they are attributing to that? So that's a bit of, there's a really, really interesting like search query. It's inside brain analytics. If you go in brain analytics at the top, you'll see a green bar with a button 
and it's like search query and I'm forgetting the last word, um, that gives you actual search volume from Amazon first party data, which is amazing. Never had that before. They have a rank. Um, it's like the, one of the two columns that you can't hide in there. And if you go and you look at the, um, explanation on rank. So basically what this does is it gives you all of the search, the searches relative to your brand. So it's aggregated on a brand level, which is kind of annoying, like the bigger your brand, the less you're going to be able to pull out of it. Um, but it gives you all of the searches search, like their search volume on them. Um, and then a bunch of other data points, but one of them is ranking. Um, and I did like a whole deep dive with Michael. I'm super interested when that podcast comes out and like send it to my whole team. But we like spent like an hour and a half going through all of them. And it was like, what's this ranking? Because it's not, it's not sorted by search volume. Um, and basically what it was saying is these are, these are what we identify as the best searches for your brand. And if you go and you read what their, um, definition is of ranking, they give you some of the factors in there. So it's, it's click through rates, it's add to carts, it's obviously conversions, but they actually say impressions in there, which I found super interesting. So we were kind of speculating, like there are times where like you'll pause a bunch of things in the ad console and they weren't really bringing you sales anyways. Like if you look at like time, they're not doing anything, but you'll actually sort of see like things decrease in the accounts so we're like at some level they're actually just tracking how many eyes you got on your project on your products so it's it's a bit of a black box from our understanding it's definitely like relevancy and i do believe they calculate relevancy like by how much shoppers interact with your product in relation to keywords but i mean their back end and what they have for their algorithm like how many resources they have and like how like specifically they gotten and like they know their shoppers very well at this point. Like Amazon knows their shoppers yeah. and they're doing the best that they can to strategically target those shoppers. Um, so my guess is like even like interactions, like from search page to clicking on another product, like there's a lot of, a lot of different factors swirling. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think there's, um, that's interesting that they're actually giving the data for impressions. Uh, that's very old school in terms of, you know, how many eyeballs yeah. are you're seeing versus conversion and you're ultimately looking at conversion rate. So uh, all, all those kinds of things in terms of if they're, they're kind of like, maybe they're testing it in that capacity. It would be, it'd be unique to yeah. see if that's, if that's what they're looking at. I was just mainly thinking that I'm, I'm just kind of going through like the, the buyer's journey of, of what juncture, you know, is there going to be feedback on not just, uh, on just, Hey, like review rating your product, but also like, mm -hmm. well, how did you get to the product quicker? Like almost like a, how did you hear about us? Did you, did yeah. you click on our Instagram ad? Did you click on like, um, you know, you just came to the app or whatever, like, what was the reason? And be curious to know, like, it, as that separation of power starts to happen, like intent mm -hmm. to buy gets more insight too. how do you, how do you develop the advertising technologies around that? Like, Hey, I was watching TV and then I'm something clicked mm -hmm. and I had to buy something like very unique and nuanced stuff, but that would go into like advertising on Amazon prime platforms mm -hmm. or like video or, right. Hey, like, how do we, how do we get in front of different people in that context too? Um, kind of go into different advertising platforms, uh, on Instagram. I know that a couple of times when you follow, you, you see paid spots of like products on Amazon, like a carousel of 10 products and mm -hmm. whatnot. Is that, is that something that Amazon does or is that something you guys can specifically do as an agency? How, how does that work? And 
I'm trying in, to remember. It. So I know there's the so there inside the ad console, there's something called sponsor display ads. I don't think those get those placements. I know they do mm. have placements off of Amazon, which goes into like um Amazon, like they have they have their own like web inventory and then they also have access to like web inventory of other sites that they've partnered with. Um so there is some off Amazon placements for that. And there is some on Amazon placements, like particularly if you do like product targeting, that's definitely going to be on platform. Um, but there's options to target off of platform as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember what's available in the DSP. I don't. Cause it's weird because it's, I think it's, it's Amazon's like, if you follow their Instagram account, right? sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's, it's not just from their accounts, just sponsored but it's a collection of products. It's not even relevant to my search query or anything like that. It's almost like a, Hey Ryan, you search for a lot of random stuff. Here it is. Like, um, it's something about where my search again, I use my own personal one for, for doing research projects and that's where I get screwed up my algorithm. But, um, but yeah, when, when that happens, it's fascinating to think that there's a lot of repeat ones, almost like they're trying to retarget, Mm -hmm. but then also you see a lot of interesting different ones, like high end products as well. So Mm -hmm. it's almost, a how do we direct people? It's really cool. I think it's fascinating of on the carousel, the product description comes in and I'm like, Oh, that's cool. What does that do? And, and it's intriguing. Mm-hmm. Obviously click gets to product page, yeah. but it's only from Amazon's stuff. So I didn't know if that was a, if an agency can I know do something it's, I like know that. it's definitely not on platform. There's a bunch of like interesting, like beta programs or exclusive programs too. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head what the Instagram ones. I know I ran across that question before and dug into it. I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to give anyone accurate information, so I'll probably just. It's just fascinating to see like them yeah. try to test the paid ads on Instagram and Facebook still yeah. trying to. Get I know. On. I know they definitely have, and they're heavily. I would say heavily promoting, but they've they've mentioned it quite a few times having like inventory on Twitch that I know mm. you can actually target from sponsor display in the ad console. So if you have something that you think appears to Twitch viewers. <laughs> you can target lots them. of lots of uh electronics and yeah a lot of like gosh yeah. i get like microphone stuff like i get podcast stuff all the time and it's all because of my search queries thanks youtube thanks um google for selling that, that <laughs> those search functionality so um in that capacity i just want to give a shout out to a couple of people marie thanks so much elizabeth is amazing and expert in her uh, i think she meant field but you oh, well. she probably We're might be a friend too. Too. <laughs> yeah your friends too i was gonna say it's with both um Thank you, uh, Lena, for uh, for listening to this and Ivan giving us a thumbs up. So everyone, thanks for listening on LinkedIn uh, and Facebook and YouTube as well. Uh, a couple more questions, Elizabeth, as I, mm. I'm kind of wrapping up before you have to jump into your busy part of the day. Um, for the future, obviously, I think a lot of in the past year, two plus years, a lot of people have complained like increasing costs of yeah. just like where, where costs were you know, many years ago versus now. Um, have you ever gotten to the bottom or is there a, a general uh, general thought why prices continue to increase? Is it just because of inventory? Is it because of just um, competition? A lot of people said, oh, it's like aggregators and they're just throwing a bunch of money. I personally don't believe that. I don't. I just want to kind of hear your your take on like why do you think costs continuously rise? Will we continue to see that kind of sort of uh, and move forward with it? Yeah. Um, so my thinking is, is it's probably all the above. Like it's not for people who have only had exposure to Amazon. 
Um, and Amazon advertising might think like, oh my goodness, it's an Amazon thing. Like Amazon's trying to squeeze us out. Like where where our profits are going down, the shipping and then like inventory fulfillment and all the above, like it's just getting harder and harder. Um, and it, it's not Amazon necessarily trying to squeeze you. It's it's honestly the any ad platform that matures, um, you're going to see rising costs. Like if you go into any other groups on Facebook, on Google, on Instagram ads, like I'm sure TikTok is new, but that as that one matures, you're going to see a rise of costs as well. Like it's just kind of a natural progression, unfortunately, um, because there's a lot of like OG sellers who are like bemoaning the days of like 10 cent cost per clicks on top keywords. Like that's like who knows maybe something could explode but i don't see that ever coming back and i think i don't think it's bad to like remember where we came from in the good old days but also like don't don't pine so much that you miss out on what's happening now i guess i would say um and i think it's it's also a function of just a lot of the organic spots being pushed out and just um you know even Back a couple years ago, you would hear people like, oh, wait, do I need to run PVC? Is this a thing? And now you're seeing more and more new sellers get into it like, oh, I have to do this. Like this is this is a definite piece of selling on Amazon more. And there's less and less categories where you can get away with, um, you know, just throwing up the product and it, it just works. I mean, I think there's some very niche sub places that just don't have enough volume for any of the big players to even mess with yet. There's still right. those deep, deep corners of Amazon that you, it still kind of has old school um, in them. And if you can find them and you're okay with maybe a little bit lower volume, I'm sure you can do well. Um, but it is a function of bigger players getting in. Um, it's a function of Amazon pushing more and more towards the ability to sell um like brand stories, being able to like own your brand on the platform, which traditionally had pushed away a lot of big players because they're like, we can't own our products. We, we can't, we can't share our brand story. We can't build our brand. So Amazon's acutely aware of that. And you'll notice with more of like the creatives being pushed out there, they want to give that ability back to brands, which is wonderful. It means that we have more to do, but it also means that it does appeal to a lot of the big players as well. Um, so you're seeing that come in. So I, I think it's kind of like an all the above scenario um not necessarily one pinpointed thing right and, and i and i like to say like it, it's a cost of doing business even as much as uh jassy or jeff bezos will claim that ppc is an optional uh add-on mm -hmm. feature and not a necessity um which we all agree is is not correct um because of how everything's laid out um in that capacity if someone's starting off or you know they're they're listening to us or you know, they're, they're thinking, my gosh, like, what, what do I need to like plan for when it comes to cost for advertising? Is, do you go by percentage or you go by like flat amount per month? Or like, I know, it, I know you're going to say it depends. I'm trying to avoid yeah. that. It depends. Is it like, is it a healthy, like, the, is there like formulas or is there something where tools I can go into and say like, I can forecast this is what I want to make. This is what search functionality is. This is what cost per click is. If you're healthy, this is what it's going to cost. Is there something like a formula or a spreadsheet or something that you have developed or um, someone has put together that you, you can kind of lead them down that path and like prepare them for it? Yeah. So I can, if you don't mind me plugging someone else's oh, podcast, 
Um, I actually did a podcast episode with um, Michael from Ad Badger, and we actually went through. He he, he threw it together, um, but I was helpful on it, and we we talked over uh, like forecasting spreadsheets. Um, so that might be helpful. I know he put out the resource, and you can go and copy it and forecast. Um, yeah. So there's there's definitely at the end of the day, it's math. Um, so we had that discussion and you'll ask a lot of advertisers like, what can I expect? Or, you know, what can I expect for it? And it's a completely reasonable question, I think. Like, um, and we, we obviously have like a lot more experience in that. So for us to like, oh yeah, you have to do this, this, and this. The reason why when you go to a lot of advertisers, you're like, what can I expect? If I spend this, do I do this? Um, is that there's a lot of variables that it's hard to predict. And as we like, you can build out the forecast models. Like again, at the end of the day, it's math. Like you go yeah. through and say, okay, Something my spend high, is determined by, yeah, yeah right. spend is determined cost per clicks times clicks. How many clicks do I need to run this? How much does that cost? That's my ad spend. Like you can, you can, like you can do that. Uh, your variable is your cost per click. And then like your uh, performance variable is going to be like, how well does my product convert? Cause you know, you can multiply by how many clicks and then what's my conversion rate and then you just like you can forecast it again but you're you're doing off of like cost per clicks can vary and your conversion rate definitely can vary especially right out of the gate so there there's like two variables that like okay like how well is this going to work um so we actually built like okay so it's like a pessimistic model like a moderate and then like all right this is when everything goes well you can expect those numbers so i think it's like I said, you, you can definitely build out those models. My my recommendations in going in, if you're like, I'm starting PPC and have no idea where to start. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like pick, go through. Um, if you're in the beginning, I would go through and look at um, what keywords are in your space. I would go after that relevancy. Like I would go and search them. If you got the time, like go search them, see what shows up. Um, try and get hyper specific to your product the more you can like get in front of shoppers who are actually looking for what your product is, um, typically the better your performance is going to be. Um, so you know, instead of broad, go specific. Yeah, yes. So instead of broad, go specific. Um, take a realistic look at what you can spend. Don't say, oh, I need to spend this. If you don't have the money in the bank, you don't have the money in the bank. And be Yeah, okay that money, once that. you pay it, it's gone. <laughs> yes, it's not what you're going to do is you're going to spend a lot of money and then you're going to freak out and you're going to pause everything. And you're basically have going to have wasted that money where it's much better in the beginning just to pick a handful of keywords that you can afford to run on. The more you can run on something like 20 in a 24-hour period and continuously versus like running out of budget you know, at 9am, um, you're going to get much better, like much better data feedback back, much better results um, overall for those. So like figure out what you can do, be fine, focus on relevancy. Does Amazon, do they reward or do they punish people depending on the ones they start with versus like, like, like almost like a legacy, uh, how they build it out? Like, if mm -hmm. I need to make sure that they're perfect in the beginning, or like, really relevant in the beginning, because as I build, They'll know that it's consistent. There's track records, stuff like that. Uh, does Amazon look at where you start with your campaigns, like at the very beginning of your brand, or do they just say like wherever they, whenever they start, however, depending on how relevant it is, that's where we look at. I know it so, seems very <laughs> out there, but like. I would say yes and no. And this is all inferring off of like, I've seen these trends and this seems to work. So like take everything with a heaping dose of salt. Yes, it depends. Um, yes, That's the it answer depends. for every PPC expert. It depends. 
But um, I would say yes and no. So it's not necessarily like how you build out your campaigns. Like, cause I've seen really crappy, messy campaign structures work and it's annoying that it works, but sometimes they just, it just does. Um, so it's not necessarily like, don't worry, like I have to have like the perfect campaign structure. I'm going to have everything figured out. Like it's all there. Um, it's mostly going back to like what they're trying to do is gauge how shoppers interact with your product on the platform and how they're finding your products is through search pages and how you get to those search pages is by targeting specific keywords. So if you get to a specific search page through a targeted keyword and maybe you don't pick like a really great keyword and so the shopper doesn't really interact with your product very well because it's not what they were looking for, um, you might sort of have some like poor performance signals where if you were like better targeted, people did have a good relationship with your product you know, into where you're showing up on the platform, then that'll signal like, oh, people like this product. So the more you can give signals like, hey, Amazon, people like my stuff, they're buying it. Like that's where you're going to see a really good performance. Awesome. Yeah, I, I think it makes sense. Would you ever, and kind of like, again, in the last couple of minutes I have with you here, do you ever think like that, that's that degree of separation, like you said, if it all depends. Like if you work like, Hey, I want this product to be purchased and you start to build on those layers. I would think the external layer for another PPC would be, Hey, anything that's from outside of Amazon, bring it into Amazon and from into Amazon, you're like driving into consumer. Do you have that roadmap or is that something that interests you or the team or are you guys working on that? Or is that something you're like, eh, that's not our expertise, like a Google or Pinterest or something like that? Yeah. Um, so that stuff does interest me. I will be the first to admit that's not my area of expertise when sure. it comes to it. So no one's an expert. We're, because, all, we're all just figuring it out as we go. Yeah. So I would love to figure out like right now I'm digging into Walmart ads for fun as a favorite to a client because I want nice. to I want to figure out the platform. Um, so like learning those nuances. So I do like to like keep an ear to the ground and figure it out. Those ones come with their own nuances like as every ad platform is going to have its nuances like i'll have people come in you know from like the google world and say this is how you should set up campaigns i'm like well the way there's like little nuances to amazon and that particular approach doesn't actually work on the platform as well What's so the most cohesive? have you found the most cohesive like is it is it google that's most like amazon or is it facebook or what's the platform that's most similar yeah so definitely google if you're doing pay-per-click will translate very well to amazon because you're still like aware of pay-per-click platforms how they work like how the keywords are targeted typically they have like kind of the same match types there's a couple different nuances but it, it's sure. very very similar um so you'll be able like the, your learning curve is not going to be as steep that yeah, makes sense what about um is any relevancy to like a, a TikTok where there's not like a search functionality, it's just like relevancy. Is there any sort of like overlap there for you? Um, so that one I have not explored at all. Honestly, I had the TikTok app, TikTok app myself just to like, cause I like the app. I literally had Your to user, it's it fine. cause I used, it was like, oh, such a time suck. It was so good. It's so bad. Um, so I literally deleted the app cause I just, I just can't. I did too. I, I had to do it just for my own sanity and I can't <laughs> yes. handle another thing. So uh, I love talking about it. I I don't use it, but I know enough where I get thrown to TikTok anyway. So it's yeah, it's just um, I I don't have time to do it, and I want to work in my lane right now. So um, yeah, yeah intriguing. I, I I'm I've always here. I'm curious how people's like how their minds work in that capacity of as a business. Is there a place that if it intrigues you enough, would you dive into Walmart ads as a business, like as a 
service yeah. or what what was the, you said as a favor to a client what what's kind of that mm -hmm. next step as you guys grow um so it's as a favor to client and just see how like how that platform performs there's some interesting nuances to it they just i told them my client i was like oh you got in at a very good time because it used to be um what do they call it? I think it's like a first party auction where basically, so with, with Amazon, it's like you, you pay only one cent more than whatever the next, you know, the next, the max uh, bid or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so originally on the Amazon or on the Walmart platform, it was, you pay like whatever, if you bid $5, you pay $5 a click. If you want the spot, if you paid, you know, so you didn't know it was really hard to gauge and there's like no real, data on like what the competition is doing so it's really hard those you know those pay-per-click auctions have a really hard time with um just you know sellers not really feeling safe spending a lot of money on those platforms so they are migrating it um to very similar auction to amazon like that just happened i want to say this last quarter or so i have to get back with the rep and make sure she's like oh it's coming you know it should be this quarter and then we were looking at the calendar we're like oh it's the first day of the you know this the second quarter. The quarter so um so i'm thinking it, that officially got rolled out as an update i have to go go dig into the literature um so it's definitely a platform that i think is interesting um, I, it's not going to be as big as Amazon advertising anytime soon, if we're being perfectly honest. Um, but I think it, it just makes sense for me to be aware of other platforms like that, that are again, very similar. Um, so yeah, I find that interesting as far as us and what we're doing, um, to me, probably expanding myself and my knowledge a lot more on more of the nuances that are outside Amazon advertising. So for instance, we're testing out a new tool right now um, that actually gives us access into like inventory and how that affects sales and what's mm. like, uh, you know, what kind of you know, like inventory and like buy box percentages and um, unit session percentages and what's the sessions going, like things that are not anywhere in the realm of Amazon advertising. However, they definitely have a major impact on how what we're doing is performing. So I think the, at least for me, that that's my current focus is not necessarily only looking at myself as like an ad, you know, some a part of like someone's ad piece, but then like helping them, you know, because if I, if my sellers grow their accounts, well, that behooves me in the long run. I can help them sort of like understand and add that ad piece in that fits nicely into what they want to do as a brand. Um, I think that's where I'm just going to, I'm like, I'm interested in results. Um, so I'm interested in like helping, you know, learning, growing, facilitating, whatever helps me get the best results. Absolutely. Well, we don't know this too, of, I always have to remind myself, it's not just advertising that has an effect on ranking too. It also has yeah. um, inventory levels where mm -hmm. in the country your product actually gets stored all these yeah. things, which again, I can go back to what we talked about, Danny McMillan, he, he talks about this in one of his podcasts of, you have to think about too on the, the algorithm level of when you start to launch your products of uh, conversion rates at the very beginning, and then, oh, like 80%, you might think, oh, that's really great. But if you're starting at 100 and it goes down to 80, you just dropped 20%. So it started to think like, oh, you're right. Like I can't, it's just in theory if Amazon just looks at pure numbers, they're like, well, something dropped in 20%. Now it's not as relevant anymore. So like drop to the lower, um, same with inventory. If it can't fulfill in two days, do you want to serve it to the person in, uh, mm -hmm. Idaho or in, uh, 
Oregon, if it's located in a warehouse in Ohio, maybe not. Um, so it's kind of all, if you're low on inventory, suppresses, um, if you're, uh, it all makes sense is what I'm getting at is I think all those things mm -hmm. have factors in making this one big puzzle. Yeah, more, absolutely. More I mean, in view. so there's an option now that if you have inventory being processed in Amazon, it's not necessarily eligible for fulfillment, but it is being processed. It will show viable now if you have something like it's kind of called like Head Start and it's like a toggle mm. switch in your account. We do have some clients that find that they do get enough sales from that program that it makes sense for them to keep it on. However, because ship times show up like two weeks out, that's probably fine for organic because they're still getting like getting enough sales from it to make it sense for them. Um, it doesn't make sense for us to advertise it because we tend to get much poorer results. So we need to be aware of like the clients that are using that and how far out our ship times are um, to be able to just, you know, make um, good intuitive decisions on the ad side. Absolutely. And it'll also be, it'd be interesting too, if you could serve ads to uh, something where you need it based upon immediacy as well. Um, mm. Like if you need, um, I know grocery would be an easy way or something, something you have to have tangible, like, uh, a giftable item potentially uh nothing like obviously huge um with furniture or something heavy but you would think of how can i get something like today instead of like running out to the store and spending all that time away you would think that there would be ads that you can serve for hey get it now within an hour or two that would be interesting you... yeah i'll i'll be interested to know so there are really interesting platforms out there that look at your ranking like geo rankings um, there are some platforms that do calculate that. And I've, I've looked at them and I'm like, oh, it's really interesting because your product will rank different and, you know, depending on the locations, just due to like what ship times and stuff. Um, however, I looked at it. It was super interesting. There's absolutely nothing I can do about that. Like yeah. as much as I'm like, oh, great, we're ranking really well in like California. We should put like there's no ability did all the California. to like, exactly in those markets. And so it will be very interesting to see if that capability gets, I mean, if that capability gets rolled out, it will make my life way more complex, but the people who can figure it out are going to get a massive advantage. So I'm like, I, I have hear no whisperings of that rolling down the pike. It would be interesting if it did. We'll see. I agree. Stay tuned. There's always something new <laughs> that's coming out. So uh, that being said, Elizabeth, uh, I would, I would steal more of your time, but I know you're a busy person. If they want to get in touch with you, I know we've linked out to you before. What's the best way to do it? Is it LinkedIn or is it email? What's the best way? Yeah. So if you're interested in like my brain on PPC and just seeing what I'm talking about, LinkedIn is going to be the best place to follow. Um, feel free to message me on there. Uh, if you would like to see about working with us, the best place is going to be the website, which is jungler, J-U-N-G-L-R.com. Um, and then form at the bottom to book a call. I'm still doing the intake. So you'll get in touch with me. We can talk about your ads if we can help that's all right I, I i loved it the message that you sent me too uh i loved i've shared it every episode since you messaged <laughs> me of like ryan i think our episode it might have gone i don't know even how it turned out hopefully is that a client now that we we talked about from before or, i don't yes? remember i'll have to go back and look at my at my lead at my look at that. lead Yes, but definitely, yeah. yeah. So I, I'd been getting a couple pings from Google searches because I have on there, like, where'd you hear about us? Um, and I guess it came from Google, but they said it's they true. found I even tried it myself. It's, it's um, very I true. Like, oh, cool. <laughs> I, I, I was so stoked to hear this. That That's my dream is to say, like, we drove other people clients just from 
from happenstance years ago and this is the first one and i'm like it's finally happening and i got really excited <laughs> about we, yeah the day has finally awesome. come well, I, I got excited about it i so. produced enough con i was gonna say like you're welcome um <laughs> i was like i finally produced enough content i'm taking over the e-commerce search algorithm there you finally. go no yeah. but hey i appreciate it anytime you you're you're again friend of the show i know i message you for random stuff all the time we're gonna get up we're gonna meet in, each other in person at some juncture sometimes some juncture i don't know what it is I'm but so much of a homebody hey me too um yeah. they're, they're they're kicking me out the door they're saying hey do you want to go to new york uh never mind that's not a question you're going to new york so i'm like all right yes <laughs> i'm going to new york that's the yeah. problem is I make my own decisions and I'm like, oh, I know you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> I, I work for, I work for people, but no, it's, uh, it's good to see people in person. Um, yes, I, I, I told people it, it's just like when I was at Prosper and I got to meet like the David Dayons of the world and mm -hmm. uh, all these different people. And you were like, all right, let's talk for an hour. Like we do on the podcast. Yeah. Nope. It's like five minutes and then we're all sprinting across the rooms to other people. It's, it's almost like more anxiety inducing to see people in person than it is like, a one-on-one -on -one conversation like this so yes. i'm always uh welcome to have you here on and talking um on crossover commerce we'll make sure it's not another year before you come on but i appreciate uh you yeah. sharing your insights to everyone here today yeah no i appreciate getting on yep we'll uh, catch you next time and uh we'll, we'll stay in touch for sure so thank yeah. you again elizabeth green of jungler and thank you everyone else for coming on crossover commerce this is episode I keep losing the number 239. We're almost at 240. So I'm just going to stick with 240. Um, 240 is starting tomorrow. Uh, we have another episode coming uh, live with you on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or Twitter. Again, thanks Elizabeth Green from Jungler, uh, our friend of the show who, who was kind enough to come back and talk about, you know, one of those nuances that every person needs to learn and grow and gravitate towards and help educate their own business uh to move forward and and be better in this business so stay tuned uh she has a youtube channel also she didn't talk about but make sure you subscribe to that and make sure you catch all of her content on linkedin it's just fantastic lots of engagement lots of thought leadership there if you're a ppc person or you just want to understand the paid ad side of things on amazon she's your person uh, one of the few people i always refer to um for thought leadership so make sure you check her out and follow her on LinkedIn. Otherwise, this is Crossover Commerce. Thanks again, Elizabeth, for coming on, and we'll catch you guys next time on another episode. Again, tomorrow, tune in live, where we will uh, be back here in my corner of the internet. Take care.